0: Welcome everybody to episode number one hundred thirty-five of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rayhall. You can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd, and we are broadcasting here from Castle Wolfenstein, deep in the bowels of the top floor. I don't know, maybe the building's on its head.
1: Thirty seventh floor.
0: Yes, they built the they built the bowels at the top. They wanted to switch things up. It's it's different from most castles. Uh, we are, but we are here in Castle Wolfenstein. And uh, I am joined, of course, as always, by my co-host on the show and in life. Uh, She is the mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, and the Michael Phelps of wine. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare.
2: So, like, do you think I can claim my Tamagotchi as a dependent on my taxes?
0: Uh, Is it going to matter?
2: I mean, like, I bought it, so typically I threw some money at it. Yeah, but is is it going to matter? uh, Yeah.
3: Depends Uh on you to
0: live. It does, but I mean, is the government ever going to open up again? Uh, We are, of course, also joined by the hardest working man in podcasting, the man with the velvet voice, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wolfenstein.
1: Hello, hello. I I just want to take a quick moment to do some uh, shameless self-promoting real quick. Oh, please do. Well, it's not really promoting, but I I was recently interviewed on a podcast called The Buzzcast, which is... uh, put on by the company that we use to host for the podcasting for Buzzsprout. And so they started their own, their own podcast. It's called the Buzzcast. And they have a show called podcasting in real life. And they're basically talking to podcasters that use their plat. I think it's people who use their platform probably anyways. And they talk about just, what podcasting means to you, why you get into it, what it's done for you for your life, how it's changed you and, and things like that. So I know some people, maybe not for this show, but at least on my, on my shows, people sometimes have questions like, Oh, well, what do you do? Why did you do this? Or why did you do that? Or what do you do for equipment and and things like that? And we get into some of the technical stuff as well. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, just look for the buzzcast and, uh, I don't know, I'll look up what that what episode it was. I think it was episode five, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, you can take a look and uh, it is, uh, look for Trick or Treat Radio, that's in the title.
0: We'll also, uh, we'll post links in the, in the Facebook group.
1: Yeah, so if people just want to listen to it, I don't know if they want to get insight into what I do, and I talk a little bit about the, you know, sort of uh, producing other shows and why I get into that and stuff like that, so, and also just why I do
0: it. Because you're you're you're, you know it it leaves fewer marks than self-flagellation. Does it though? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable.
3: Not on, not on your soul.
0: <laughs> well, we are joined by a, a, a very special first-time guest. Uh, he knows more about the Dornish Master Plan than you know about your family. He is Andy of the House Set, first of his name, uh, maester of mass spectrometry and sorcerer of sampling. Andy, how you doing today? Um, well thanks. How are you doing, Pat? Uh, th- doing all right. Uh thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, I mean you're probably the most knowledgeable person uh of this subject that uh that I do know. Ever. So. Oh I thought you were gonna oh. say ever. <laughs> um because today uh we're gonna be discussing we're gonna start our uh Game of Thrones episodes.
2: Our, our our road to the throne, if you will.
0: Ooh, yeah, the, we're traveling the king's road.
2: Yes, there we go. Aha, uh,
0: I'm good. Our journey to the wall. Wow, well, yeah. so
2: much. Uh, uh.
0: We're gonna build a wall and make the White Walkers pay for it. So, sensitive <laughs> subject.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: So today, I thought one of the characters we should be talking about is. Uh, Maybe one of the most influential characters that kind of flies under the radar, pun intended. Whoa! Uh, and that is, uh, you know him if you're just a, a show watcher, mm-hmm. you know him as the Three Eyed Raven. But if you read the books, uh, you know him as Brendan Rivers, the Three Eyed Crow, or Blood Raven. He's a man of many names and many talents. And so that's what we're going to be discussing today. But first, since Andy is a first time guest, Andy is subjected to the getting into character questions. Woo-hoo! So, Andy, we have five questions for you. Should I be worried? Oh uh, yes, a little bit. Yeah. Oh yes. So these are random questions. They can be about anything. Um, so they're were, not. Were they're, they picked at random? Uh, yes, I picked them out of out of my <laughs> head at random. So
2: so if we ask for your social security number and your credit card number, your pet's
0: first name, clearly
2: random, random—it has nothing to do with anything. Your
0: first pet's maiden name, stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, No, it has nothing to do with anything like that. Um, So are you ready for your for your questions? I guess so. All right. So question one, which is the worst superpower? You can alter your appearance to anything you want, but people only see you as a baked potato. Or, every time someone compliments you, you get diarrhea. Which of those do you think is worse? Well, it's the diarrhea one. Who else? Well, nobody that ever bad. compliments me, so I guess yeah, I was I'm going to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's where it depends all day. <laughs> Do, what? What's the benefit? Are there any benefits? No. Most superpowers have a benefit.
0: Yeah, most do, but
1: that's not a superpower. Then.
0: Oh, you it's can't a, do it. It's a malady. <laughs> you can't do it. Nor would I want to.
1: <laughs> Patsy, you look very nice today.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Come home with a huge, like, full diaper. Look nope. how popular I am. Nope. Everybody's sleeping on the friend. couch. No, oh, I mean,
1: were so. those characters that were left on the cutting room floor of glass?
0: Uh yes. Oh, okay. That's yeah, there talks. was a uh, shit man and Potato Boy. <laughs> so uh, I would have liked to see in. Potato Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might have been in it. Yeah, were there any potatoes? He could have been hiding. Oh, he might have been in that diner <laughs> scene in Maybe. Split.
2: <laughs> Maybe.
0: Easter egg like a motherfucker. Uh, Ashes, you have a question.
2: I do. So. If you were to have entrance music, like WWE-style entrance music, whenever you walked into a room, what song would it be?
0: Jeez, oh, uh, That's a good question. I wish I had something prepared because I got to think about that. Well, yeah, you're, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, whatever the first thing that comes to your head, like that's what it's supposed to be. How about the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song? Okay. okay. I figured that's you were going to go with like that, the Reigns of Castamere fitting. or something. <laughs> Just don't play it at a wedding. All right. um, It has been said, I forget who said it, I should have written it down, that the only thing scarier that we are not alone in the universe is that we are. Which do you think is the more frightening prospect? More frightening? Yeah. What do you think is scarier? That we are alone in the universe or that we are not? I think it would be scarier if we aren't, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that we likely aren't the only beings in the universe. That's, I would say, in all of the infinite possibilities. Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. I think it would be scarier if that we are, like we're the only planet with life in the universe. I think that would be. That's me personally. But, Ashes,
2: I'm I'm too busy being afraid of the life on Earth.
0: Oh yeah. Right
2: now, you know. Yeah, I can't even worry about what's (laughs) anywhere else. Um, so this is a question that I've asked before. It's actually one of my favorite questions to ask of people. If you were a drag queen, what would your name be?
3: That's also very thought provoking. <laughs> <laughs> and something like, I'm
0: sure I've never thought of before. It's got to be like some sort of play on words, like a pun, like Andy floss or something well, it like does that. <laughs> oh, that's a good actually, one. that's a good one. <laughs> that's a real good one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just up with
1: that. And Andy Kane.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, geez.
3: Let's try
1: one of these stupid, uh, like, name uh, quiz generators or <laughs> whatever. Uh, month you were born in, Andy? Uh, August. All right. So, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> first letter of your name. Granted, we know that. That's uh, Peaches. Mrs. A for Mrs. A. Uh, Mrs. Peaches. And first letter of your last name? D. D. That would be eleganza.
2: Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Peach's, Peach's eleganza. Eleganza.
3: I like it. That's a
0: good one. Like yeah. We're
2: gonna we're gonna put that on your lab coat.
3: <laughs> yes. You
0: walk in tomorrow,
2: it's not gonna say Andy anymore. It's gonna say a- Mrs. Peach's Andy's, eleganza. Andy's not
1: gonna promote this episode. now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have one more, and this All one right. uh, I'm uh, we saved for last because it does have a little bit to do with uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, what would your house sigil be, and from what region would you hail? Hmm. Like my personal house. Yeah. Sigil? Like what would what would yours be? That's a, you can that's adopt anything you want. That's a good one. Uh, like ashes would be a, a, a cat wrapped around a wine glass. Okay. All right. <clears throat> what would yours be? Oh, mine would be a shark. Oh, of course, yeah, that, shark. Shark in like a uh, um, Eppendorf. Not an Eppendorf. What's the. Uh, like Erlenmeyer a flask.
2: Yes,
3: that's a good question. I, um, hmm, I like a fox. I think okay. Yeah, and what region? Um, that's that's also a good question. I, I I think the north. I like the north.
0: Any specific like part of the north? Like, would you be like closer to Winterfell? Closer to you know, uh, first hearth? Like, where would you?
3: Yeah, maybe a, a
0: Wolf's Woods around there. Okay, what a. A lot of weirwood trees. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad, yeah. right? That was pretty easy. Made you think a little bit. You I mean, know, you survived. Yeah, they're, they're,
2: so so yeah. congratulations. Yeah, Not everyone here. does.
0: You got a you got a nice <laughs> new nickname. that <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely putting in the in the mass spec lab. when we get back to work tomorrow. I'm telling Berg.
2: <laughs> He's gonna <I'm>, love it. <laughs> it's
0: all right. All right. It's good, so, uh, <laughs> page you on the intercom. Peaches Eleganza. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dial forty three. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> that would really confuse a lot of people. <laughs> but you would know who yeah. I was talking about. <laughs> That'd be about. fine. That's <laughs> all that matters. So I think with that, we'll uh, we'll take our, our first break. And when we come back, we'll get into our uh, Blood Raven Brendan Rivers conversation. Because I do want to distinguish between the different, the reasons why he's got different names. So...
2: Is it because he's a drag queen?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Blood, ra- yeah, Blood Raven Blood sounds Raven. Like, a, like a Game of Thrones Blood drag Blood
2: Raven queen. Eleganza. <laughs> <laughs> work it.
0: <laughs> uh, a workwood tree. <laughs> oh, good.
2: Shantae, you stay, Blood Raven.
0: Oh, good. Sashay away to the wall. I don't know if you would sashay to the wall.
2: I mean, you could.
0: Yeah. So, you could. Yeah, it would take a little longer, but But yeah, so we'll be right back after these messages.
1: Trick or treat radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany.
3: It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Shut up. I call bullshit. I
0: demand someone
1: yeah. to bring me the face of Lindsay
2: Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network.
0: Good evening, future passengers. Are you
1: ready to sit back, relax and join us on a ride of epic proportions through the mystical land of randomness? Am I a serial killer if I eat Lucky Charms?
2: What would it be like if horror characters ran a gym? Who would run spin class?
1: When a shark jumps out of the water, is it like suffocating for that split second so join us every week for a brand new derailment with goobs ripkin and jenny bean
0: you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the derailers
1: and don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes stitcher and also on youtube have a great night or day folks
0: We are back. Uh, so I'm glad you guys came back, too. Uh, Andy didn't leave. Andy's still here. Still here. So...
2: I mean, he's chained <laughs> to the chair, so he kind
0: of can't is. leave.
1: Actually, there's someone that didn't come back. Uh, Mike. Mike, he didn't come back.
0: Oh, yeah. Mike Mike didn't come back. No. Poor Mike. What a jerk. <sighs> Sons of bitches. He sashayed up to the wall. Mm. So... <clears throat> if you are... Uh, not a, a book reader, you know, which I wasn't for the longest time. I actually bought the book, the first book of Game of Thrones, and it took me about four years to finally, like, read through the whole thing.
2: Well, like, you would start it, and then you'd stop, and you'd get sidetracked. And then I'd
0: start again, and then I'd start. Partially stop.
2: due to your ADD. Partially due to, you know, being busy. and
0: I will say this. It's easier reading the books... After you've seen the show, because you have faces to go with names, but even then, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big help. Rodra Castle, who the fuck yeah. is that?
3: But then still, there's like,
0: oh, that's the guy who ties his beard of underneath of his show, chin.
3: Uh, represent, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, there's 21 characters named John, so <laughs> at least on the show, like, there's not like a million guys with the same name. Like, how many Aegons are there in the book? Like. Five. Oh, yeah. Five that were just kings. Yes. So just the ones that yeah. are kings.
2: Well, and thank God that they did that because I have a hard yeah, enough time trying to keep the characters, you know, like differentiate between the characters on the show. Like, I haven't even read the
0: book. There's like 65 Bran Starks.
2: Like, Patrick and I will be talking about Game of Thrones and he'll be like, oh, yeah. And then this guy. And I was like, who's that? again yeah. like oh, 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 oh that guy that guy from that one episode two seasons ago okay yeah that guy
3: Yeah, there's a glossary and at the end of like every book and like the dense dragons one is just yeah it's it's, re- like it's ridiculous a thousand different characters it's crazy
0: and it's like most of the characters don't appear in the books or on the show like it's just here's the family tree it goes yeah. back 30 generations it's like awesome do I have to know this? Yeah, like the phrase have, like five pages all of them, so it's crazy. And just in the books, even in the show, there's like five Walder phrases. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's Big Walder and Little Walder. But Little Walder's actually the bigger one because he's older. But it's like, oh my God. But I so, mean,
2: like, shout out to George R. R Martin for like sitting down and laying out the groundwork and doing his homework. And I'm sure that that took. Years yeah. before even sitting down to write the books. Well, he's been just writing kind of them like
0: since the first one came out. What,
3: nineteen ninety one? Somewhere in the nineties, anyways. Yeah, ninety one, ninety four. So, so, okay. yeah. so it's, so been, it's been, been close 30, 30, years. thirty years.
2: Yeah, but still, like, but, just to, to devote that that much time to something like I don't even like doing my nails if it's going to take too long for them to dry. You know, so, so yeah,
3: it's a monumental task.
0: Yeah. It is. I mean, and considering how prolific he's been you know he's got all these other books you know night flyer seven times never kill man um all these different hive mind things and one of the things we learned after watching some of these videos to kind of prepare and give us just a background on he
2: likes it. certain names
0: and he Certainly. likes yep. redheads yep he loves him some redheads I think he married two or three of them yeah and he's currently <laughs> Uh, not married or just married? Yeah, he got he's, married
3: to get social security benefits. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and good he's,
0: for him.
2: Yeah. Get that social security.
0: You know, as 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 you know, millionaires men men of his wealth <laughs> requires. Oh man, I need this extra couple hundred bucks a month. <laughs> but you know, you never know, you know the series is ending, so you never know what's going to happen and how popular it's going to be. Although we're still waiting for winds of winter and a dream of spring. So I don't know. This was supposed to be three books. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't three books. No. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. But the issue I have is if you watch the show first and I've watched the show a few times as I, I read, uh, last year I read the first four and a half books. I'm still slowly getting through A Dance of Dragons because I don't read fantasy as much as I enjoy this. Like the books are way different. There's a lot of political intrigue, you know, like everything that people complain about, you know, the the Star Wars prequels for. It's like, oh, great. It's Space CNN. Like this is super fun. (laughs) Nothing missing from my Star Wars. Like, you know, political intrigue and, you know, lengthy uh, litigations in space. Um,
2: <clears throat> I believe that's what they were going to call it. Yes, litigations in space, and they were like, ah, "That that's that's too." Phantom that's Menace too- is catchier. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So it's it's difficult where it's like where the show condenses and skips a lot of things. So it's like at the end of book two, you know, that's when. Theon is, you know, caught by Ramsey, and you're like, oh man, this is going to be good. It's going to be, everybody tells me it's way worse in the books. And then you read through book three, and there's nothing. Then you read through book four, and there's nothing. And it's like, what the hell? But book three, which is uh, Storm of Swords, yes, that has both the red and purple weddings. So you don't get any Theon stuff. But you get the red and purple wedding. So, yeah, okay. But the and then char-
3: Theon and A Dance of Dragons is one of the best storylines like yeah, of the whole series. I,
0: I've gotten a little bit of it so far. You know, eating rats. Like, oh, I hope no one saw me eating rats. <laughs> I'll get in trouble. Um, so the character we're talking about today, um, I feel – and. Uh, Andy, you've read the books and you're more knowledgeable on this than I am. Um, I feel he is... As much as, like, Littlefinger and Varys have manipulated events, I would say that Bloodraven has done this to an even greater degree. Now, one of the things that... Varys always talks about no matter what he says, it's for the good of the realm, it's for the good of the realm, it's for the good of the realm. And I really feel like he might not believe that. I think it's for the good of the realm and what can benefit him at the time. As long as he's on the winning side, it's for the good of the realm. Whereas before he was, you know, he was he's blood raven because he has he's an albino with red eyes and he has a wine-colored birthmark in the shape of a raven, hence the nickname Bloodraven. But his real name is Brendan Rivers. And, Andy, yes. Yes. can you give us a little bit of background on who he is, where he comes from, because I know if I do it, I'll mess it up, and I know you you know this more than I do. All right. So
3: he was the, the one of the great bastards. So he was the bastard son of uh, Aegon... Uh, Aegon the Unworthy, who uh, pretty much was the person who responsible for the Blackfyre rebellions, mm-hmm. which in Westeros history are one of the you know is like a civil war, and uh, uh, Bloodraven was on the side of the of the Patriots, of the the winners, the the current line of, of kings in uh, Westeros, the Targaryens, anyways. Yep, and um, one of the other great bastards was the one who started it. Um uh Bittersteel. Uh Damien Blackfire was the, the was the one who was crowned king and uh, helped along by the other great bastard. Bittersteel, Bittersteel. Yeah. Who was you know his Blood Raven's half brother. Right. Uh the king also their their half because 'cause they're all yeah. supposedly related to um Aegon the
0: Unworthy. But the king at the time didn't want the power. He kind of wanted to delve into sorcery. So he made blood Raven his hand, and blood Raven essentially ran the kingdom
3: yes, so but this is a few kings later, certainly yeah. uh, <clears throat> uh, Aenys, I believe you're you're are you are i am sorry, not Aenys. Um, they all have such similar names Ares, aegon Ares. Ares the first, the one you know the mad king's uh, namesake Yes. Ares the first he was the he was the hand of the king for, for Ares the first, and uh, he was the bookish one, the one that was into sorcery and all this mm-hmm. stuff yes. And then he, so he he almost single handedly took care of the second Blackfyre Rebellion. He was instrumental in killing the uh, original uh, Fire and his two twin sons who were yep. so, who had uh, succeeded him
0: in the in the in the battle after he died. And that was the first Fire Rebellion. That was the first one. Yeah, and there were
3: three total. Uh, uh, there no, there were more than three. There's okay. There was. Four that had been like hinted at and then uh, the War of the Nine Penny Kings which is also kind of another uh, Blackfire Rebellion in that it was led by <clears throat> excuse me it was led by the
0: last Blackfire and now if I, if see, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong <clears throat> but uh, sure. now this, this um, we're going to see kind of a result or uh, an effect of of this Blackfire Rebellion, uh, most people think in the in the coming uh, conclusive uh, season of Game of Thrones coming out on April fourteenth with the Golden Company, because didn't
3: right. Bittersteel? Bittersteel
0: founded the Golden
3: Company. Yes, and, and he had like what forty
0: thousand men.
3: Yeah, something around there, and you know a lot of them are descendants from exiles from Westeros, so so people that were. Uh, rebelled against uh against the king against
0: yeah so like had robert baratheon lost it would have been like folks who took up his side like ned stark you know the starks would have been right that type but instead it's the Blackfires, you know, the Blackfires and, peaks, and Heddles and <clears> these <throat> other
3: houses that were exiled
0: yeah most of which are never really talked about on the show like people aren't overly familiar with and Again, I'm not overly familiar with like your naming stuff that's like uh
3: And Tyrion now in the books too at, at this point is Yes Tyrion's on that side Contracted by the Golden Company.
0: So Bloodraven was an interesting character. He is uh he has the blood of the Targaryens as well as the blood of the first men. Yes. He his mother was a
3: Blackwood. Yes, Melissa Blackwood. Who, uh Who's the Blackwood in in the books? Anyways, is a, a castle that's uh, you know, has a huge weirwood tree that uh, you know right in the middle of it, and tons of Ravens
0: you know, mm-hmm. live there and perch there constantly. And he is one of those uh, characters that is very very mysterious, but has been like influencing things. But I think the way he influences things, and Ashes, you and I were talking about this yesterday. He'll do bad things, like, to the point where you could consider him a villain, but what he does creates positive results. Like, he he's a kinslayer. You know, he killed his half-brother and his, I don't know, what, quarter-nephews? I don't know. I don't know how that works.
2: There's a lot of fractions there. Yeah. His kin. I can't Certainly. do that. His kin. Yes.
0: Yeah, people he's yeah. related to. But it was in order to put down a rebellion... <clears throat> Because he's big into prophecy, and he knows that, or he believes, that Azor High will be reborn. So there's a lot of prophecy, and there's a lot of stuff you can't really put al- and we'll be talking about that next week. There's a lot of prophecies that are put into motion, but are they really prophecies? Or, like, I'm telling you this is going to happen, and then you create a... All right. of the situations. Yeah. Yes. So he does bad things. Like he convened a council as Hand of the King.
3: Great council of 101.
0: And it's like, listen, everybody come back here. I totally won't murder you. And then the last Blackfire came and he totally murdered he him. Totally murdered him, yep. And as a result, he was sent to the wall with Aemon Targaryen who ends up becoming Maester Eamon. and who we all know and love. Yes. Maester Eamon, the blind gentleman who cast the deciding vote for Jon Snow yes, in yeah. the show. Um <clears throat> who would be a, a who could have been uh, king John,
3: spe- yeah. from from the new world Revelation, at least in the show certainly. Yep. and could have been king
0: and could have been king. He was offered and declined. Yeah, and he instead went to the wall and became a maester well i don't know if that was that or yeah, but he be, yeah became a
3: maester and then took the black
0: yeah yeah i believe and there is uh there were some thoughts that because of his close relationship and his close friendship and his family uh connection to brendan rivers rivers being the surname given to what region um the Riverlands. Riverlands. That's, right. yep. that's what I thought. Bastards I just wanted Riverlands. to be sure. Yep. So, as you know, like, John Snow is named John Snow because he's from the north. You know, if you're from the Stormlands, your name is Storm. If you're from the Erie, it's Stone. And if you're from um, Highgarden, it's Flowers. Flowers, yep. Yep. Dorn is Sand. Yeah. So, wherever you are, it's just like, what did we call them? I don't know. We got a shit ton of sand here. <laughs> sand. That's good. Yeah. All right. So... He's a bastard, so he takes that surname, even though he is clearly a Targaryen. Uh, he also follows the old gods, and he is very good with a longbow, and his longbow is made out of weirwood. So we see this connection later on, like, and people even compare him to a weirwood because he's uh, white and red? White, yeah. Blood and bone is how they describe him, and... He used to have this huge network of spies. People used to say, how many eyes does he have? Andy, how many eyes does he have? Oh, a thousand and one. And why does it? Why is it a thousand and one? Because uh, he's
3: got one eye because he's his brother, uh, Bittersteel, put one out during a, a battle, a duel.
0: Yeah, he defeated but, him. He, he defeated Bittersteel. He defeated
3: Bitter, Bittersteel, yes. But lost an eye. But lost an eye in the, in the process, yes.
0: And Bittersteel got away. Yeah, and founded the Golden Company. So he had, you know... Tons and tons of of spies everywhere, you know, putting like Varys and Littlefinger to shame. Yes, it was. People thought he was a sorcerer because of it, it's just like they think that Varys is a
3: you know <clears throat> a, a, a wizard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a mermaid, yeah. but people, you're a wizard, Varys. <laughs> people call him a wizard, even though he <laughs> you're a wizard. Varys detests <laughs> magic, but he has that ability to to know things that he shouldn't possibly know. But you know, is it magic? Is it spies? Whatever.
0: Yeah. And you know, eventually Brendan Rivers becomes Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. A position held by Jon Snow. Um, and he holds his position for thirteen years. Thirteen years, yep. Goes ranging beyond the wall and disappears. Is never heard from again. For fifty years. Or so it is
3: thought. Yeah, it's not really confirmed, but you know, the, no the evidence is there certainly. Now and it's still just brand. I mean, that's not like.
0: Well, uh, there are thought, and I, I, I really want to get into this with you, and because I want to know what you think, and you, I, I know you know where I'm going with this. Right. The crow's eye. Oh yes, you're on. <laughs> so, during one of Brand's kind it's of, this is a long shot, but. Test it's of his funnier, yeah. abilities. Uh, Bran is falling, and he hears the Three Eyed Crow tell him, "Fly or die." And he looks below him and sees these ice spikes, and there are skeletons littering these ice spikes. And Bran is able to fly and get away. Now, the th- the thought is because what is Euron's sigil? Uh, it's it's uh, two crows holding up a like a blood red
3: eye on a black field, pretty much.
0: Yeah. So, <clears throat> the theory is that in looking for someone who had strong green sight and warging and skin changing abilities, he found Euron, but Euron wasn't quite up to the task, and it kind of broke his mind. Well, it's, it's possible. <laughs> Bran was able to handle it. Now. And this is where we're we're talking about doing bad things for good reasons. Bran is arguably the most powerful green seer skin changer because one of the most difficult things, and this is throughout all of George R. R. Martin's work, is warging into a human. Even Veramir Sixskins, who is a character from the book, who is able to simultaneously control six different animals is unable to do it. Bran does it by accident at eight years old. And is very
3: easily do, does it
0: with Hodar. Yes. Just can, can just oh, do it. Hold the door.
3: Hold oh, the
0: door. He accidentally did it to uh, to uh, Mira in the books. And so he's able, he has this, you know, much deeper power. And Bloodraven, with the gift of Greensight, which is, you know, Seeing the past, the present, the future, and not just uh, being bound by areas around weirwood trees, he is able to influence Bran because they don't show. Because we re- recently rewatched most of season one, you know, especially uh, you know centering around Bran and what happened with him. In the book, when he's climbing, he has, you know, pockets full of corn to feed the crows and the ravens and everything. You don't see any of that in the show. But something draws his attention to the window where Jamie and Cersei are. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone over there. He's just like, I'm going to climb up to the top. But something drew his attention over there. And so... The theory is that Bloodraven drew him over there so that he would get launched out the window, suffer this cataclysmic injury, and he could go to him and invade his mind and if he died, he died. You know, no one would think anything of it. It's just <coughs> another body on, a Pale Spikes. Yeah. <laughs> but if he made made it through, he knew that he could influence this kid and get Jojen Reed, Jojen Reed and Mira Reed and kind of I, th-
3: I think the theory also goes that possibly made he made cersei and jamie like look up like like you know like maybe, they heard something like as they well were, you know busy doing something and then all of a sudden it's like oh hey what's going on over here
0: yeah see there's ashes what do you think i know like we've been discussing this a little bit and i've been rambling a lot you haven't said a whole lot so I'm far. i'm just
2: taking it all in um So I think there's a lot of next week. I'm so excited (laughs) for next week. You have no idea. Um, So I think there was a lot of foreshadowing, especially in that first episode where Bran is uh, very kind of precocious. He's very curious and he likes to spy on people. He, He does a lot of climbing. So, you know, he's not afraid of heights. Um, you know, just trying to see the land and survey things and see what's going on. So I think that the three eyed Raven probably saw that in him and his ties to Jon Snow thinking that, Hey, this is the perfect candidate for what I'm trying to accomplish. What I think, you know, will help me get the outcome that I'm trying to get, because what's his name? the, the god that's coming back or something that as Azo- azor
0: High yeah guy the hero who was promised prince who was promised
2: yeah so it's believed it could be Jon snow but it's or also daenerys
0: or sir pounce, Bel- sir yeah. pounce. there is a legitimate theory yeah hot pie <laughs> not stannis <laughs> nope team
2: sir pounce um
0: Tommen's kitten <laughs> That's who it is.
2: I know. I know. But anyways, so I think that, you know, in trying to fulfill this prophecy, he looks at Bran and says this, this, this child is the perfect candidate to pretty much take over. Because I'm sure at that point, you know, the Three-Eyed Raven, he's tired and he's old and he knows that his, his time is winding down.
0: He's right around the same age as Maester Aemon, who is the oldest man in Westeros. Because they both served at the wall around the same time, so I I don't I he's, know it's he's not yeah. exact. He's, he's definitely <clears throat> older, but he's around that vicinity. Like maybe he's ten years older or whatever. But he's been in the weirwood tree like to the point where it's literally growing through him. He is a right, part of the tree. Yeah. Like the tree. his bad eye has a, a like a root coming yeah, out. Yeah, a, I was thinking I was gonna say sprout, and I was like, that's not the right word. A root very, sprouting from his eye,
3: very similar to uh, the mask that the kindly man kindly man wears when Arya first meets him. Yes, the kindly Just, man
0: is the uh, in the show. It's the 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 black guy in Bravos who scares away the kids, okay. who answers the door at the house of black and white. Yeah, who beats the shit out of Arya on a daily basis yes. until she wargs her cat. And that's the other thing I was going to say. You know, like you're talking about the connection to Jon Snow. All of the Starks, with the exception of Sansa, I believe, show amazing warging ability.
2: That's because Sansa sucks.
0: She du for the for the first. That's harsh. Five seasons, Sansa. I love uh, Joffrey. He's the greatest. Yeah, certainly certainly like that's terrible i hate my family i only love joffrey
3: it's a hard character and reading it it's a hard character to read too oh
0: she sucks so much
3: so much
2: but anyway so i think that's one of the reasons why the three-eyed raven like kind of honed in on Bran to say, okay, if this works out, this particular candidate can take over for what I am trying to do. But because he's a very precocious little scamp, he needs to break do something his fucking legs Pretty first. much, pretty much. <laughs> now you, know, you can't run away. He needs to do something to kind of slow him down a bit and get him to refocus. And, you know, by doing so, and Patrick, you brought up something. We actually had uh, this discussion in the car this morning um, where in the books, the three eyed raven removes the memory of him. Seeing, oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Yes. Of him seeing Jamie and Cersei
0: or of, of Jamie pushing. Yeah. of yeah.
2: Jamie pushing him. And so the things
0: I do for love. Yes. Because in the show, like, this is like one of those She's things such people, a great are like, scene. people are like, people are like, oh my god, like, I can't wait. What's gonna happen when Bran meets Jamie for the first time? Right.
2: So in the book, it's like, um, You know, the Three-Eyed Raven wasn't focused on that memory. He wanted to remove that memory because that's not important. It's not important how it happened. It's just important that it happened. And now Bran is in this situation. And now the Three-Eyed Raven can take him under his wing, pun intended, and show him the ropes. Yeah. Versus, you know, in the show, I think the show wants it for like that dramatic effect. Now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because people are waiting for that. They're like, "Oh my God, you know what?" Yeah. Eventually, it's going to happen. It's,
0: it's high drama. George right. doesn't care about that, right? So, there's a theory I saw, um, and it's been, and it's a it's a Preston Jacobs theory, and I know you're familiar with Preston, quite familiar, yes. Um, and it's all about, you know, because G- George writes so much about uh, hive minds and collective consciousness. Now. One of his stories starring, you know, the main characters are Rob and Liana.
3: Yep, I know which one you're talking about.
0: Um, There's this, you know, subterranean fungus that's a hive mind, and it starts getting people into it, and it starts collecting telepaths, and it's becoming more powerful. So the thought is, what if the Three-Eyed Raven is just using him, you know, the Children of the Forest, the Weirwood Net, all of this— it's just a collective consciousness, a singular hive mind. What if they're just trying to use brand because he's clearly the most powerful again, warging into a human, you know, in some of his stories, he says is impossible. And he does it accidentally without realizing, you know, without focusing and attempting to do it. He did it. It's like, Oh, whoops. oh, Oh, I didn't mean that. Like, you know, I didn't know my own strength at this, you know, that type of thing, you know, do you think the three-eyed raven has malicious intent and is being used to draw Bran in to make the weirwood net more powerful? What do you think about that? that that's a good. That, that's the million-dollar question. Really, is is what
3: side is Bloodraven and the Children of the Forest on, and um, you know if if we should trust them or not, and and that's that you know. I think a lot of people just implicitly trust that you know what Bran is going to be doing is saving the world, but we we don't we don't know that we're just hoping that we're is he saving? But and that would be a big twist, and not mm. un George R. R. Martin esque either. For t- which t- side is he like saving that. the world? And that's exactly that's true. You know, good, good, every good question.
0: A hero is just a villain on the other side. Like that's basically you know the winners write the history books. So <clears throat> if you have. Uh, you know, this this uh this collective consciousness because like we were saying, prior to becoming Blood Raven, everything that he did, everything that I mean not not Blood Raven, the three eyed crow. Blood Raven, Brendan Rivers, you know, immensely powerful, you know, a child of fire and ice, you know, he has, you know, all these abilities that they look for. But he's also been doing everything that he's done has been for the good of the realm is the three-eyed raven. The same person as Brynden Rivers. See that to yeah, me—that's a good question. Is, like, like, yeah,
3: as as he stands now, you know, what what is he? This guy that's still working for the realm, or is he working for you know, right? Brynden's, which is the Children of the Forest's agenda, or you know,
0: because one of the that, things he's tried to impart onto Bran. Is that you can't influence the past because one of the first time Bran travels into the past, he's at Winterfell and he sees Ned. Ned is sharpening his sword in the godswood, which is, you know, the you know, the main if you're not familiar, it's the uh, where Ned sharpens his sword in front of that pool under the weirwood tree. Usually after a battle. Yeah. Or yeah. after beheading the guy in the yeah. first episode. Um, Very contemplative. Yeah. Type type thing he does. Yeah, it's yeah. like a zen garden for, you know, followers of the old gods. And Bran sees him and he's like, Winterfell. And Ned jumps up and is like, who's there? And he's like, oh, he heard me, he heard me. And Bloodraven says, no, 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 no. He heard the, you know, rustle of the wind in the trees. You know, that's what he heard. He's like, He you know, you can't influence the past. And we see that in the show at the Tower of Joy scene where you know, Bran calls out to his father and Ned stops on the stairs and turns around like, what was that? Who's still alive? Like, what's going on? So I think he can influence things because there's a theory I just and you and I talked about a little bit, Andy. And as you and I talked about it, and then we rewatched the episode, it's it plays out slightly different in the book. And it's the first chapter that George R. R. Martin ever wrote. And it's. From Brand's point of view. Andy, I know you yeah, you know me. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, know, I know what you're getting at now. Yeah. So it's the first chapter of the first book, and it's from Brand's point of view. They've just finished uh Ned has executed the deserter from the wall and they find the five direwolf puppies. And it's like one for each of them. Then they get back on their horses and they're starting to, to trot across this bridge, which is a good 50 to 100 feet away from the the carcass of this dead direwolf and john stops and ned's like what is it john goes can't you hear that and he goes back and finds ghost now at this point and it's again it's slightly different in the show all of the pups are black brown gray dark colors Unlike in the show where, like, Lady is mostly white and gray, you know, even Summer has some white, Nymeria has a lot of white, they're all brown or black or gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Ghost, who is white with red eyes, just like Bloodraven. He is also, at this point, the only one whose eyes are open and... The most interesting thing about this is when he said, John says, Can't you hear that? And Bran strains to hear, and he says, All he hears is the wind rustling in the trees. And every time Ghost is described, he is described as silent or noiseless. He doesn't bark, he doesn't howl. Like,. He does he does howl occasionally but he's not around anyone for them to hear him.
3: I think he might growl one time or something like that. Too. Right. Much different from the show. Right before John gets stabbed like, you know, yes. in dire circumstances. He's he's trying to alert John.
0: You know, it's not like in the show where, you know, it's like nobody lays a finger on Sam and 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 uh you know, Ghost is kind of sitting on the guy's chest growling at him. Like Ghost doesn't make a sound. It's very much like White Fang in that regard. So what is it that John heard? Because he's not hearing a a puppy whining from 100 feet away, although in the show they make damn sure that you can hear the puppy whining. And John's only a couple steps away. But it's much different in the book. So do you think that Ghost is going to play some sort of... I know...
3: (sighs) He already seems to have, because if Ghost hadn't shown up at the wall... Uh, when he did, after his long hiatus, John probably would have taken Stannis' offer and become, uh, the, you know, the, the Lord of Winterville. It, see, also, it seems like that was a big, big turning point in his character. Like he no, also I'm uh, an old gods ca- type of guy. Yeah, and uh, this is what I'm going to do. I can't, go, I can't take Stannis' offer, and that just seemed to happen. When so, I already think he has, and that might have been, you know, under control from from
0: because he disappears for you know, long periods course. of time. And John can't even warg into him.
3: Yeah, but yeah. That that's uh, when John goes when John climbs over the walls. Pretty much, I think. When uh, or maybe it's before that when he's with uh, the wildlings. But it's around that time that uh, Ghost goes off and he's gone for the better part of uh, two books, I think.
0: Yeah, and then uh, well, Ghost is also the one who finds the Dragon Dragonglass
3: Dragon glass and, the, and the Horn of Joram, and the whites. Yeah, the first whites that they find. So, who also could have been sent by Children of the Forest or Bloodraven too. We don't know that they were sent by the... They, they might have just been there to stir controversy.
0: But the way Ghost is described is the same way... Like, the physical appearance is the same way that Bloodraven... Blood and bone, the same as a weirwood tree. You know, mm-hmm. albino, red eyes, so... Theon
3: this, uh, comments that uh, Ghost is going to be the... Has the shortest life because 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 he's an albino. Yeah, which is ironic because Bloodraven is the longest living character and an alba,
0: albino. And at the at this point,
3: Ghost is also one of the longest living. Animals. I was going to say, so, aside yeah.
0: from Nymeria, there aren't any left. Well, uh, in the well, book, Summer's still around. Summer,
3: Shaggy Dog. I mean,
0: yeah, because in in the show, everybody is dead except Nymeria, who is absolutely massive. Yes, yeah. and
3: following being followed by a hundred.
0: Hundred wolves, wolves, wolves in the in the in the Riverlands, uh, but we haven't seen Ghost because of CGI. costs. it's like you can you can you can CGI the goddamn dragons, yeah. But right, you, right. But, but you can't do a puppy. Just yeah, a puppy. That's <laughs> like a little bit closer to the uh, to the just, camera. Than just just use forced perspective, <laughs> like you know, make everyone seem like hobbits. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> it's the
3: movies they know how to do that, right? Yeah, They've been doing it for years. But I, I do but.
0: think we're gonna see a lot of ghosts, and we're gonna see a lot of. Uh, I think Nymeria's wolf pack as well. At least I'm hoping in the in the final season. I don't think they're going to leave anything on the floor. Yeah, I think no. they're going to throw everything at the wall. Going to tie up everything, like
3: bring bring everything back. Bring them all back.
0: So, your thought about Bloodraven, like as we as we start to kind of wrap this up, because like a lot of the characters that George R. R. Martin creates. There's a rich, rich backstory, and you could go on for days about him. But what do you think? You know, based on what you know, what you've read, what you've seen, because you've you've read more of the books, obviously, because you've you've read them a couple of times, couple of
3: time. listened to them a couple of times too.
0: Yeah. So I'm still working my way through them for the first time. They get better. Yeah. You know, put, I plan on yeah. going back to them again. Um, you've also read some of the supplementary material. Yeah, uh, and
3: most of the uh, the uh, release chapters of the, the new book, Winds of Witcher, mm-hmm. there's a couple sample chapters too. Yep. Back uh, to the Euron thing, uh, we kind of glossed over that, but you haven't read any of those sample chapters. so uh, he actually, I've read a
0: couple of those, but not the Euron ones.
3: So what the one thing, like I hadn't actually heard this, but we're back to where we were talking about, you know, he's a three-eyed crow, three-eyed raven, um, and you were talking about... Euron being the crow's eye. In fact, he's got... He, he's, he's, he names his eyes, and he names two of them in in the sample chapter. So he's actually got a crow's eye, a shining eye, and a blood eye. So he actually has three eyes and is a three-eyed crow. Interesting.
0: Yeah, that I did not know. Yeah, which I thought was...
3: Because there, there's one theory out there that uh, Blood Raven isn't the three-eyed crow. That the three-eyed crow is somebody else and that uh, when blood raven says he's been visiting Bran in dreams that he's only been visiting him as a tree cuz Bran says he sa- has tree dreams and the tree is calling to him and that people think that the three-eyed crow is somebody somebody else when he actually goes to see blood raven for the first time he says are you the three-eyed crow and he's like uh, yeah I was a crow once sure yeah I'm the three-eyed crow you know like he, he doesn't know that he's that you know yeah. it's 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 a little weird cuz He's definitely the three eyed crow to brand for a long time too.
0: So th- there's that. I
3: I don't believe that Euron's really a part of it, but it's just, you know, fun to think about, certainly.
0: Yeah, and there's enough there are enough uh again, like with these prophecies and these like theories, there are enough like loose threads that you can pull at. Like again, I bring up like based on the on the uh prophecy, Sir Pounce, Tom and his Kitten, could be Azora High. Like he fits almost all of the criteria, you know. But <clears throat> so, what are your like your your final thoughts? Like, do you think, based on everything you've seen and read, what do you think the end game is for the Three Eyed Crow, Blood Raven? So I think I I think he's got this
3: idea what's going on, and I don't think it's the right idea, and I think that you know i think that's like a running a running theme with him um i think that the uh the events at summer hall were kind of triggered by him and like he you know he got he got something wrong there and something went terribly wrong and a lot of people died because of it and i think uh i think some something similar here is you know is happening here is like he's been pulling all these strings tamagotchi's going it's kind of,
2: off it's it's time to put the tamagotchi to sleep sorry guys
3: Right, you gotta earn that tax credit somehow. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and and for folks who, and I'm, I think I know what you're referring to. Uh, uh, Summerhall is when uh, a bunch of Valerians tried to hatch a bunch of dragons and ended up burning everything down, but yeah. the Targaryens escaped.
3: Uh, not, not many Targaryens. So that's when uh, Duncan died, Sir Duncan the Tall. Okay, he, he died, and Egg died, and uh, um. It was when Rhaegar was born. It was the day that Rhaegar was born, and a lot of people died, probably trying to dra- hatch dragon eggs. Yes. Yeah. because that was that was what that's what all the cool people were doing back then was trying to hatch dragon eggs, yeah. and I think that's what you know Bloodraven wanted to happen. So that's that's another thing. Like if he's been working to hatch dragon eggs then he's also been working to help Danny too so there's we a, haven't really touched up on that at all and uh, yeah because there's a this,
0: theory that his sister wife yeah, uh, Shiera Star, the, the
3: fourth great bastard we didn't men- mention before yes
0: is uh, known for, far and wide for her great beauty is also Quaithe which is why she wears a mask because people mm-hmm. be like could be damn you fine and you know she's trying to hide that so uh, but she's been guarding uh guiding Daenerys because there's really no weirwood trees in Essos right so she doesn't blood raven doesn't really have the reach that he has in Westeros so she's been over there like don't worry i got you yeah. i'll take care of you and so there, there is some weirwood the house in black and
3: white mm-hmm. the, the white and the black and white is a weirwood but know? Daenerys doesn't really no, get to Bravos. It has a little more to do with Arya than it does. Yes, I was reading about some parallels between the House of Black and White and the caverns beneath, you know, the Wieland where Bloodraven is. There's a lot of, you know, corpses and niches where, you know, there are body parts, faces, skulls, whatever.
0: Sounds delightful. Yeah, that sounds like our summer home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ashes, what about you? What are your? Uh, your I know you didn't uh, talk a whole lot this episode, but. I know okay. you're not overly familiar with Bloodraven.
2: So I'm wondering if Bran is Bran. Or, because his personality has changed a lot. Like, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes. And yeah. I'm wondering if...
3: He's being possessed by Bloodraven or something yes. like that? Yes. The, the, the hive mind?
0: Yes. Well, because he acts like... If you've ever seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers... How different people act once they're a pod person.
2: Pod people, and
0: like that's kind of what Brandon's like. I'm the three eyed <laughs> raven. You died in that cave. Brandon
1: Stark is dead.
2: Yeah, like so. I'm wondering if if it's it's Brand taking on this You beautiful new persona, on your
0: wedding night.
2: Or <laughs> if it's if he's being possessed by something else. Maybe you know, he... if he if he really um has these abilities or if he partially like like has some of these abilities and the you know uh blood raven was able to warg into Bran and use his abilities along with Bran's abilities to completely take over Bran.
0: So kinda of like the way Bran has been warging into Hordor, the three eyed Ravens like, Man, I've been stuck in this tree for fifty goddamn years I don't care if he's crippled. He's got wheels,
2: right? He's he's, he's got people pushing him. Like
0: there is a, uh, and I know Andy, you don't really go into the, uh, the, like trailers and things like that. You don't like watching that. But there's one for the Crips of Winterfell, and people are like, "Where's Bran?" And someone pointed out uh, the Crips are not wheelchair accessible. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of stairs. Let me just warg down there. <laughs> warg into a crow. But I, that's all I'll tell you about it. Like, hey, where's Bran? It's like, it's not wheelchair accessible. You never saw Professor X go up the stairs at the School for the Gifted. And that dude is a, has telekinetic powers.
3: <clears throat> so, well, maybe Bran survives, and that's why he's not down there.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. So my... My thought on this is, I kind of like piggyback off what you're thinking. Like, I don't think brand is brand anymore.
2: Sure, steal my ideas, whatever.
0: I don't think brand is brand anymore. Aren't they fifty percent? You're right. Yeah, it's half even. my <laughs> idea anyway.
2: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so I, I yeah, I don't think brand is brand anymore. I think brand is. It's almost like when the way it's described. In the books when like Bran takes over Hodor, it's like Hodor is huddled in the corner, like just scared.
2: Well, like in Hodor, isn't Hodor anymore. Like after that,
0: he, he, he's dead now. And
2: well, uh, no shit. I know he's dead. Why do you have to rub it in? I, I was... get what
0: you're
3: saying, because, you know, Hodor has changed and that's kind of what's happened to
0: Bran. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's different. If right. she had told him to close the door, his name would have been Clodor. <laughs> uh, yeah. So
3: there was another theory I read that said maybe something similar happened to Ares because he kept saying at the end, burn them all, burn them all. Like he had one thing stuck in his head over and over like again.
0: Like Bran went back and was like trying to explain how to stop or Bloodraven. Oh, oh, yeah. Stop the White
3: Walkers. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with it? Oh, burn them all. Burn them all.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, because Robert asks Jamie, he goes, oh, and your first kill, like, you know, do you remember? Were there any last words? He's like, no, I cut his head off. And he's like, okay, well, what did the Mad King say when you rammed your sword through his back? And Jamie just gets, like, all, like, despondent. He goes, he said the same thing he had been saying for hours. Burn them all. I think we're going to see something. Because there, there was a trailer for season seven where, like, that was included. Like with like a weird like brand flashback type scene. And like yeah, it King has is on the on
3: the on the throne for, it was like two seconds long. Yeah. yeah. And they it's haven't
0: and they haven't paid it off yet. hmm But I think that might have just been like here's how we're doing the we're doing the story and like they expected Winds of Winter to be out by now. Yeah. And it's like the Didn't show the show like far outstripped like what's going on in the book. So yeah, like, it's it's kind of hard, like, but at least what I th- I think it'll be nice that the books are going to have a much different ending. Like, Stannis is still alive, and he has, like, the Greyjoy kids, like, as prisoners right now, and... He's kind of, like, feigning being the underdog, too, like... hmm yeah, he's, he's like- on that field of... uh He's like in a tower and like surrounded by ice, and like his guys went out and drilled holes in the ice, and yeah, they, they went ice fishing and they fished out all the fish, but they left all the holes. Yeah, and they're waiting for uh, the, the Bolton army, yeah, the Bolton and the phrase and, uh, and and the Northmen, the rest of the Northmen. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's no Battle of the Bastards coming. Like, it's going to be just one bastard, just one, and and Stannis. Although Stannis could be, you know, like it's like you bastard, yeah. like. <laughs> Like, not in a literal sense, yeah. But, but, yeah, I, I think...
3: Uh, Hopefully it just doesn't burn Shireen in the book. That would be heartbreaking.
0: Oh, yeah, I like Shireen. But uh, I was explaining to her about El- Eldrick Storm, how basically Gendry got his storyline. Yeah. yeah, like merged him into one, yeah. Cause it, and that happens
3: a lot. But, I think it worked here. I think there was one, you know.
0: I didn't think they needed an extra character. No. It's like Gendry, you you're, you look pretty strong. Go row for three seasons. <laughs> yeah. He came back a little buff, didn't he? Yeah, like oh, he, yeah didn't, he did. <laughs> he rode around Hello. the entire planet. <laughs> um But yeah, so we'll uh we'll we'll wrap this up and uh we'll come back in a few minutes. Uh we'll take another quick break and we'll just give our final thoughts and then uh give you a preview of what's coming next week. So we will be right back. Do you love a scary story?
2: Hi, I'm Mike Price, I'm a writer on The Simpsons, I co-created F is for Family, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank, and when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers Podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find him on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com. Patrick Ray Hall in, <laughs> in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray
0: Hall in the motherfucking house. I see your uh, your your look there, Andy. That, that's the your the wrestling rock? entrance music, right? That, yes. that is. But I, I will tell you that was uh, you're not familiar with this, but this was on my first ever podcast appearance uh, when, uh, when uh, Tiny White used to be on the show, and Tiny White is the Synthesidal Maniac, and so he just like started playing a song and just came and up with that. Came up with that. Uh, it balanced. was right after, uh, right after uh, what was it? Kryptonite circumcision. That's the other song he was singing. Kryptonite <laughs> circumcision. Because uh, we were talking about Man of Steel, and it was like, well, how do you, uh, how would you know? It was very different because you didn't get to see, you know, Superman lift up a truck and you know, as a child and see his uncircumcised penis like you did in the 1978 <laughs> film. And then we're like, oh, how would you even do it? And he started singing a song called Kryptonite Circumcision. You gotta be equipped for that. I don't think many people are equipped for that. No, not mo- not not most people are. No. So
2: so that's a thing you know now. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe the guy who performs that on Krypton is Moy L. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I gotta tell Brandon that one because he's <laughs> uh-huh. our buddy Brandon's a big Superman guy. I gotta I'm gonna forget it, so I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> Moy L. <laughs> Oh, I make myself laugh. Oh, I'm glad you do. Uh, so
2: I'm glad somebody laughs.
0: I do uh hope you folks at home enjoyed this uh conversation about Brendan Rivers, Blood Raven, the three eyed crow, and some of the some of the theories that we tossed out there. Um There's a lot more. There's so much more about this character. Yeah. Stuff we didn't even
3: come close to touching yet. Yeah,
0: like you know his face changing, like becoming different people like his sorcery like all the shit that he's done like or is
3: claim to have done by whomever
0: yeah like oh yeah this guy did this and it, it, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of stuff a that, lot of
3: accusations thrown around in the book and by people mm-hmm. commenting on the book
0: yeah so i'm not i i encourage you to read the books i encourage you to watch the show with uh a little different eye, you know, check out uh, some of the, some of the, uh, I, I don't even want to call them scholars, but, you know, Game of Thrones scholars, guys like Preston Jacobs who delves really deeply, like he just finished up the uh, Daggers for John series yes. about like the whole conspiracy about why John was stabbed and who was behind it and very good. Very hard to, to put that
3: together yourself. It's glad that there are people out there doing that for us. All yes. Right, yeah,
0: because I was not. Because and... there's a lot of subtle references that uh, George R.R. Martin throws into his uh, his work. He's a big New York Giants fan. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know this. 1-1 one, one is actually named for Phil Simms because Phil Simms wore number 11, which is 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One. Uh, there is a story, and I don't know if it's in Game of Thrones, or I think it's in one of the supplemental stories, where, now, he hates the Patriots. And that comes out in one of the books. Too. Yes, yeah. so you're, he talks about uh, like a character named like check or something yeah. who led a, a group of Patriots, and they were undefeated until they came up against a group of giants, and the giants destroyed them. It's, like, it's, good. it's a good little reference, especially... Yes. It's subtle, because you, know, you don't get it when you're reading like, it. As much. you're reading it, you're not like, oh, like, oh that sucks. Like, oh. And then if you're around here, you're like, hey, Solly, <laughs> come check this out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Brady's the goat. <laughs> but, yeah, we hope you enjoy that. Yeah, check out you know, Alt Shift X, Preston Jacobs. There's a lot of people out there that are. Uh... Uh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote a bunch down. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Westeros.org
3: and the Song of Ice and Fire Reddit definitely a place to check mm-hmm. out all these series. It's a good place. Uh, Preston Jacobs, like you said, on uh, a book snobs is, is another. One Not familiar I, with that? I like one. too. They they have a very good take on it. Uh, feminism in Westeros and all that stuff. It's really good. The History of Westeros podcast on YouTube. Very very informative.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different, you know. Resources.
3: Once you've read the books and you you read them, you know once or twice, and and it's you, not you need to fix on something else. You you go you look <laughs> and see what other people have, have gotten out. Yeah, of cause uh, it. Yeah, because there's a lot so of stuff
0: much. you're going to miss as you're reading through it. Like you're 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 going to like yeah, especially like I read I'm reading through the books and like one of the first Catlin chapters. There's a lot of foreshadowing, a lot, a lot of foreshadowing. A lot, a lot, a lot. Like in one of the first ch- Catlin point of view chapters. She's talking about, like, looking at John or whatever, and she's like, she wondered if her heart turned to stone. Yeah. And then five books later, you have Lady Stoneheart, who is the reanimated corpse of Catelyn Stark. And people are like, oh, it's Beric Dondarrion gave her the last kiss. Did she? Or is that someone else who gave her the last kiss? Did Nymeria wake her up while she was being warged by Arya? Because that's who found the body and pulled it out of the river. Like, it's...
3: Well, they're Yeah, because they're, they're even... Varric has seemed to come back from the dead a couple of times. Yeah. It's be one of the other times that he's been thought to have been
0: dead and has come back. It's it's a layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. Just the name Ghost is foreshadowing. Yeah. With John, Pay special attention to the prologues of each book. Oh, yeah. Especially book five <laughs> with Varamyr's six skins. So, uh, so I think with uh, with that being said, we're going to talk about we have uh, battle results. We
2: do have battle results.
0: So our battle results. Oh, not that one, Wolfie. This is for the results. So, uh, you guys voted. the The question was: Who do you think will win uh, the in ultimate the sh- showdown in the showdown between David Dunn's overseer and Kevin Crumb's the Beast in mm-hmm. the recent release of Glass? Who will win that fight? Because it's still out, it's only been out a week. We're not going to say what the final was, uh, what the actual outcome was, but people seem to think David Dunn's going to win. You know, 67%, or no, 60% uh, say that David Dunn will win, you know, which is a typical hero story. Mm-hmm. You know, the good guy usually wins. Not necessarily in George R.R. R. Martin's no. books, usually the bad guy lives on for quite some fucking time Ramsey Bolton (laughs) Um, oh I
2: fucking hated him
0: but that's what you guys picked and for those of you who have seen the movie I've talked with a couple of people I Uh, enjoyed it I enjoyed it and uh, yeah so I don't want to talk anymore about the about the movie because I don't want to spoil it but you guys picked uh, 60% said David Dunn would beat the beast Mm -hmm. so so I think uh Let's see what are we what are we talking about next week there, Ashes.
2: I don't know what are we talking
0: about next week. Well, next week, and uh, Andy, you're you're coming back for next week, right? I will be here. Yeah. All right, we are going to be discussing.
2: <gasps> Can I say it?
0: I was trying I to get it? you to say it, it a minute it. ago.
2: And we're talking about Cersei Lannister, my queen. Yes, queen. I'm so freaking excited to talk about her. I have been dying to talk about her and doing this Game of Thrones series is the perfect time to talk about the queen of all the realms.
0: Yes, that's uh,
2: my queen.
0: Hashtag team incest. <laughs> incest. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, so um, well, that might be the episode title.
0: <laughs> last season
2: we did a Game of Thrones um, uh, fantasy league. Fantasy league. And I had Cersei on my team, obviously, and my bonus brother, Patrick's younger, youngest brother, had Jamie on his team because he's a huge Jamie Lannister fan. Mm-hmm. So we were team incest because obviously you got points if your yeah, characters you get, had sex, you and points, you got even yeah. more points if they were related. Oh. So it, it was like, we, it was we, up we were team points. incest. We're points like, yeah! if your character
0: has sex, <laughs> points if they have sex with a named character, more points if it's incest. Yeah. You know, and the same thing went for deaths, you know, if you killed somebody, it was you know, uh uh you'd get points and it was capped. So anybody who had Aria for episode 1, it was capped yeah. at like 60 points. Um if you killed a named character, like that was that was even bigger. If you killed a dragon, that was 200 points. So uh there were some people that were complaining that they had picks towards the end ra- end Pretty of the first round. The
2: person who ended up with the Night King won.
0: Well, wow. yeah. she yeah. had the Night King, uh, our good friend Stephanie Wiley had oh, the and Night King and Euron, Euron Greyjoy. Joy. Right.
3: And he's a big character.
0: In the now, she yes. had, you know, our our good friend El Goro, who is uh, this week doing... Um, or it'll, it'll air next week. His episode uh, of Talk Without Rhythm will be discussing Megalodon and the Meg, chosen by me as my uh, my Patreon Legionnaire Torp Legionnaire pick. Uh, he was upset because he's like, "Oh, I have the I have a late pick. I have a late round pick." She had the pick before him. I had picked number one and I took Jon Snow. Good pick, but this was through the whole season. He picked Tyrion in the Mountain. Not good picks. Not good picks, because I ended up with Randall Tarley and Grey Worm. So I had pick one, but I didn't pick again till the end of the second round because we did a snake. So I had pick one and pick 64, or 32. so So he could have picked a lot of people. And I was like, the Mountain? The Mountain's killed like five people total in the entire series. He doesn't talk.
3: You know, so he's, he's,
0: he's Yeah, because he, you also got points for like witty comeback. Yeah, so like Elena Tyrell, like you got points. You got points on points for that. Oh, is that suicide
3: on there too? Like,
0: <laughs> well, eh, did she kill yeah. a named character? Herself? I think they gave that to Jamie because yeah. Jamie gave her Forced the poison. Too, yeah. yeah. So Jamie got those points. But yeah, Euron killing the Sand Snakes. Yeah. I racked up a, the Night King killing a dragon like he did nothing all season. <laughs> yeah. Takes down a dragon for 200 points yeah yeah that's uh my team was a, a team has no name thought that was pretty clever it's all right
3: yeah. pay those guys in trivia all the time
0: my uh my my uh our, our buddy el goro again his was uh bronze dies at the end <laughs> so very clever it's yeah, a good one but uh so yeah uh next week we're talking cersei lannister before we get off track even more because that's what we do um and I think that's it. Andy, you'll be back. I will be. And uh, Ashes, you're going to talk a lot more because this is.
2: My queen. Yes. My girl.
0: So I think with that being said, we will see, see you next, next Thursday. Thursday.
2: <laughs>